Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. When I was around 15 years old, I was very active on many Facebook art groups. And I got to meet many people online who were often my age, and I ended up making lots of friends. They were never from my city though. Not even my own country. So when I finally found someone from my city, I got kind of excited. I met this dude and he told me that he was my age, and like the dumb kid I was, I believed him. We talked for about two months, I think, and he seemed really chill. At least, until he started to ask for my personal information and pictures of me. And let me tell you, I might be an idiot, but I'm not stupid, so I never sent anything. My Facebook profile didn't have any, but sadly, my mom did have some pics of me on hers. And I tend to stand out because I'm really tall and I have recognizable features. Now, before continuing, I want to address the title of this story. Why Ronald McDonald? Well, he was very obsessed with Ronald McDonald. He had pictures of him everywhere and he would always share mostly old photos of the suit. But at the time, I just thought it was a joke or some weird aesthetic. And since I've always loved really creepy photos, I didn't really think too much of it. At least until he started to show his clear devotion to the clown. He would always say really weird things like Donald was his hero and that he really wanted to meet him. Something that wasn't probable since we don't even have McDonald's in my country. In his mission to get to know me, he asked me if I was interested in someone, and I said no. Then he proceeded to ask me if I wanted to be his girlfriend, which I of course said no. He kept on insisting so I decided to lie, and I said I wasn't interested in anyone because I had already had a girlfriend. I'm bisexual and I was very open about it online at the time. He very quickly switched from asking me to be his girlfriend to calling me a sinner. And that's when I knew this dude was religious and homophobic as fuck. He even asked me if my dad or any other men had done something to me to make me like girls more. That's where I decided to fully fuck off and block him everywhere I could. He tried to contact me from different accounts, but the way he writes is very distinct, so I blocked those as well. He would be everywhere. I would join a group for artists only and he would pop out of nowhere. If I left the group, he would leave too. I would go to these conventions with my cousin and he would be there. I know how he looked because he sent pics to me. I tried to pass it off as just a weird coincidence, but I mean he didn't even like anime or anything about those conventions, so it was really weird. This actually went on for a good couple of years, and I somehow managed to avoid a physical encounter every single time. I'm guessing he could keep track of me because I was and still very am active on my city's art community. I never post about my personal life or my face, but every time I would say something like, I'm going to X place to help, he would always be there. Fast forward a couple of years later, and I'm now attending an art-related class. There's this one really weird dude that's my classmate. I say he's weird because he would always ship me with my friend who was also in the same class. He would also ask us very NSFW questions to us like we were a couple, 
so I tried to keep a distance from him. One day the McDonald guy comes into the building. I very obviously started fast walking to the other side of the building, but apparently he was just looking for the other dude. And of course, they were friends. It seemed that the weird dude would talk about me and my friend with the McDonald guy, who clearly knew who I was and was still trying to get to me. The classes would always end quite late, and I had to wait for my mom to pick me up. I'm very calm and I'm quite strong, so I didn't fear being robbed because I had already been in that situation and I know how to deal with it. But the knowledge of the McDonald guy knowing where I was three days of the week late at night, well, it really gave me chills. I know I don't describe him like a dangerous guy, but he's been keeping an eye on me since 2016. I was still a kid and I swear to God I saw him walking on the street one night when my mom was late. So I ran into a sandwich store that was in the opposite direction because it looked like he was approaching me. I finished the classes and I worked there for a little project no more for than a few days. But guess what? He was there. He didn't enter the building but I could see him walking outside. Thankfully my boss would always let me stay inside until my mom arrived. So I felt more calm. I see him around the internet from time to time, and I always make sure to block him. At least I'm positive that he doesn't know where I live because I recently moved, so I guess that's a little comforting. So yeah, there's a really weird Christian dude that's obsessed with Ronald McDonald who's been keeping an eye on me for at least five years now. Definitely one of the creepiest things to have ever happened to me. Obligatory, this didn't happen to me, but to my roommate earlier today. For some context, she just recently started working at a clothing store, and it's within walking distance from our place. We don't live in a terrible area, but she's just very small and really adorable, so I really worry about her. Let's call her Sarah. Right at around 5pm today, I got a call from Sarah, and she sounded like she was panicking. She just kept saying over and over again, Please pick me up. So I calmed her down and I asked her what happened. Apparently while she was working, two men walked in that immediately gave her the creeps. They were significantly larger than her, wore all black clothes, and they had their hoodies pulled up. Literally textbook bad guy clothes. As Sarah was stocking items in the men's section, these two men then approached that same section and start mendering the aisles but their eyes kept darting around the store as if they were nervous or looking for someone. One of them looked directly at Sarah before nudging his body and then saying something in his ear. Starting to get officially weirded out, she began to walk toward another department to continue her work. As she walked past the men, she heard one of them quietly say to the other, Did you do it yet? Unsure of what they meant, she did her best to put a good amount of distance between her and the men and then continued restocking. After a few minutes, she looked up to see where they had been in the men's section and they were no longer there. She looked around and it looked as if they had actually left the store, so she felt a bit relieved. Well, that relief was short-lived. After about five minutes, she began to get a strong feeling that someone was staring at her. She quickly turned around to find that one of the men was standing directly across the aisle from her holding his phone up in a way that made it very obvious he was taking photos of her. As soon as they made eye contact, the man turned around and speed walked out of the store as though he knew he had been caught. Sarah immediately filed a report of the entire encounter to the store's security guard, 
and he did a sweep of the store to see if the other man was still there. He had apparently taken off too, and neither of them could be seen in the parking lot. So the security guard just took note of their appearances, and that was it. Having read about how human traffickers will sometimes take photos of their victims before actually attempting to abduct them, I'm absolutely horrified. I really wish that I could be with her all day at her work to make sure those assholes don't come back. But the best thing I can do for now is just drive Sarah to and from work every day. There's no way in hell I'm letting her leave that store alone and risk getting picked up off the street. There's just no way. When I arrived at college, I was really nothing but excited to start my education and meet new people. Most of this story takes place in the first few weeks of my first semester. I'm a female, I was 19 years old, and a dance major. At this school, the arts majors have their own small campus and dorms. Now for the story. It was my first week of college. After attending a mandatory assembly for freshman students, the arts majors rode buses back over to the dorms on the arts campus. As I was exiting the bus, I was kind of startled by a guy who hurried up to me amidst the crowd of people and then rushed to introduce himself. I'm a nice person and I'll usually talk to anyone, and I was really open to meeting new people, so we began conversing. He started talking about himself a little, and he seemed really nice. It turned out then he was a music education major. For this story, let's call him James. I told him my major and it turned out that we both happened to live in the same dorm building. He then outright asked me for my room number, which I thought was kind of odd considering we literally just met. So I just gestured towards the side of the building and said something like, It's over there, since I didn't really feel too comfortable telling him just yet. He didn't really seem to get the hint though, because he asked again. So this time I just told him on the second floor giving him a sideways look, hoping he would get the hint and just stop. He said that he lived on the second floor as well. He then asked me for a third time, then said, Well, what room number though? This time I just told him I didn't know. I then told him how he was being really pushy since we just met. He then apologized and he said that he was just trying to get to know the people on his floor. I brushed it off and I made my way to my room. Later that day, there was a knock on my door. Pretty confused, I got up from my desk and walked over to the door, only to see James standing right there with a really big smile on his face. I wasn't able to hide how I was feeling. I was honestly really disturbed how he had found my room so quickly, because I had never even gave him the room number. Then I remembered. The resident assistants had decorated the floor and they had put everyone's names on the doors of their suites. I felt dreadful. I faked a smile and I said hello to him. He went on to tell me how there was apparently a dodgeball event that night and he asked if I wanted to go with him. I decided to say yes. Dumb, I know, but the main reason I really did it was because I thought that he was just really interested in me and maybe he was just coming on a little too strong. He looked happy and he said he would meet me at the shuttle stop later. Once he left, I invited one of my sweet mates who happened to be a black belt in Taekwondo and that really gave me some peace of mind. Once we shuttled over to the dodgeball event though, I ended up having a lot of fun. 
towards the end of it was when things got strange. James wouldn't leave the game after being out, and he then went into a super try-hard kind of mode, which was honestly really uncomfortable to watch. He was making a scene by acting ridiculous, and it made me eager to leave. Once the event ended, the three of us walked back to the shuttles and James took his shirt off to dramatically wipe his face off since he was sweating from the matches. He looked at me like I was supposed to think it was hot or something, but I just told him that maybe he should put his shirt back on since it was a summer night and the mosquitoes were really going to give him hell. He decided to leave it off. He kept smiling at me though, which was really just annoying now. I didn't find him attractive, and I planned on not accepting any more of his invitations in the future. The first day of classes went pretty well, and I didn't see James except for one time in the cafeteria. On the second day there, we ended up being in the same class for the freshmen, so I decided to take a seat in the very back of the room in hopes to stay away from him. Throughout the entire class, he would lean back in his chair and turn around and look at me and smile. Okay. I thought the first time. Weird. I thought the second time. By the third exaggerated stretch though, I was going to lose it. He also wasn't waiting very long in between his so-called stretches. I was just so glad when the class was finally over. It's now day three of college for me and I'm working on a choreography project with another dance major. Now the studio we were in had really big windows out to the hall. So if you walked by, you could see all the dancers in the studio. We're in the studio with the door closed and working, when someone opens the door and walks in. Guess who? I couldn't believe what was happening. It was James again. He then said, I saw the two of you dancing and I came in to watch. Let me tell you just how much is wrong with that. First off, when dancers are rehearsing, you never just walk right in. That's common sense. Second, you don't just get to watch. That's what shows are for, idiot. The damn audacity this guy had. I told him he needed to leave because we were working and rehearsing, and that other people are not supposed to be in here right now. He didn't even move. He just kept smiling his creepy smile that was really starting to creep me out, and he then said something that I don't remember. But I told him that this was a private rehearsal, so please leave. He left reluctantly, but I was really firm in how I said what I said. The next day, I had class with him again, and I had chosen a different seat farther away from where it was sitting. I shit you not, this guy moved seats once he saw that I didn't sit in the same one. So there he now was, positioned perfectly to stare at me again through the entire class. It didn't help that the class was so boring and so early that I could hardly stay awake more or less pay attention. I was so frustrated. It was only day four and I had already just had enough of this guy. I started texting one of the other dancers in the class, telling her how weird he was since she was seeing his relentless attempts to stare the entire time. She was just as creeped out as I was. Later that day while I was eating in the cafeteria, I was at a table of like 15 dance majors and James walks right up to our table and decides to sit down and join the dancers. I mean, what? Instead of being with the table of music majors, he sits with us, almost directly across from me, smiling that creepy-ass smile at me yet again. I got up and I decided to take my lunch to my room to eat it. I was just so done. 
After a long first week of classes, getting to know new people, and getting to know the school, and dodging James every chance I got, I was completely exhausted. It was a Friday night, and I went down the elevator to the first floor to the vending machines so that I could get a snack. As I get off the elevator, I then see James right by the vending machines. I instantly changed my mind. I turn around to go right back upstairs when he then calls out, Hey! Reluctantly, I turn around. I realize that this is the moment I can tell him that I'm not interested in any kind of relationship. It has literally been five days at college and I just have enough on my plate right now. He tells me that he did indeed want to see if we could have a relationship, but I tell him that I have to focus on my major and I just can't have a relationship right now. He doesn't really take it too well and he looks really confused. He then asked me for my phone number as if what I had just told him didn't even happen. I told him that I didn't feel comfortable doing that since we didn't know each other that well and like I said, I'm not really interested in a relationship. Then he asked me for my Snapchat and then he holds his phone right out towards me. I'm actually just astonished at how many hints this guy can't take. I lied and I told him I didn't have a Snapchat. He then just looked at me for a really long time and then he said, Well, no hard feelings. Why don't we hug it out? He then opened his arms. I was so disturbed. There was no way in hell that I was hugging this guy. I put out my fist and said, No, that's okay. Let's just fist bump. He did and then we parted ways for the night. Thankfully, he didn't get on the elevator with me. I rushed to my suite and I locked the door. I went into my room and I closed and locked that door too. I mean, hug it out? What the hell? I was now more weirded out than ever. This wasn't the end, however. Things with James only got stranger. I would try to avoid him by taking the stairs rather than the elevator since we lived on the same floor and I seemed to just keep running into him. Although after a few days of taking the stairs, guess who I ran into on the stairs? Of course, James. The worst part was that he actually smiled at me like he knew that I was trying to stay away from him by taking the stairs and that he had caught on to my routine. Not too long after, I soon joined a stretching club full of dance and theater majors that met each night in the lounge on the second floor. Only two days later, James joined the stretching club claiming that he hopes to get more flexible because he wants to start taking ballet. Are you fucking kidding me? Now he's trying to get into dance classes? Unbelievable. I wasn't going to let him watch me work on my splits in a leotard and tights every night, so I just stopped going to the stretch club. A few weeks into the semester, one of my friends from my dance program who looks pretty similar to me in hair, height, and weight then tells me that she's been asked out by James. She said no thank you. I told her she really dodged a bullet because he's displayed countless stalker tendencies and she told me that she had noticed that something about him was just a little bit off. No less than about a week later, he started getting close to another dancer who yet again looked really similar to me, and he ended up asking her out too. I believe she said something similar to what I said to him about wanting to have a relationship, but she actually just decided to be friends with him. One day I got off the elevator to go to my room after a really long day of classes and rehearsals, only to find that James had moved all of the furniture that is situated by the area around the elevator 
and he was actually dancing with a portable speaker that was loudly playing music. I was frozen for a second. It was so uncomfortable to witness. I tried to make my way to my room without interacting with him, but he saw me and he then told me how he was practicing to improve his skills for ballet and also how he used to dance in color guard in high school. I believe that I said something really short and to the point, then removed myself from the situation as quickly as possible. For a while, when I would do laundry on my floor, James would conveniently do laundry at the same time as me, but he would always tend to be shirtless in the act. I would try to ignore him as best as I could in hopes that he would give up and just leave me alone already. Another thing he would love to do was shirtless walk up and down the hallways playing his saxophone. I would always sit outside the laundry room door and do homework and monitor my laundry so that nothing would get stolen. Well, James caught on and he took advantage of my routines yet again. Thankfully, the other students were around that day and they all told him to put a shirt on and stop doing that. One particular night, I had my door to my suite open and I was hanging out on the couch watching TV and doing some homework. When I noticed that the suite across the hall had the door slightly ajar with a wedge holding it a few inches open. I noticed James slipping in and out of the room at one point and it gave me the chills. That was in his room. I figured out what he was doing now. James was spying on me from the room across the hall while I was working and watching TV. I immediately closed the door to my suite and then I locked it. I was thoroughly creeped out by the fact that he was using the people across the hall to listen and watch me in my suite while I worked. I never left my door open again after that and I always closed it if my suite mates didn't. One of the most angering things he had done was intruding on me and my friend one day while we were sitting in the hot tub on the main campus talking and catching up. For some background, me and a few of my friends had actually scheduled a day to go to the pool and have a fun day off. Once we arrived, me and the other friend then got in the hot tub while the others hopped into the pool. Me and my friend have the hot tub to ourselves and the pool is pretty much virtually empty. I was finally relaxing and having a good time. Less than 15 minutes go by and James walks into the aquatic center with about five other music majors. I'm totally shitting bricks at this point. This just couldn't be a coincidence. This was the only day where I'd ever gone to the pool with my friends and he and his buddies just so happened to show up too. They all head straight towards me and my friend in the hot tub with James smiling and leading the way. Now I can't just get out the second they get in without being groped by all of their eyes and being violated so I feel very stuck. Me and my friend are uncomfortable now and James is just smiling and talking with all of his friends like it's a grand old time and nothing is even wrong at all. I know that he could see the anger in my eyes and I just knew he was getting pleasure from this. After a few minutes, my friends from the pool then got out and came into the hot tub, which I used to slowly slip out and away and then into the pool while they all climbed in. My one friend that initially got in with me did the same thing. And once we got in the pool, we pretty much just talked about how awkward that was. I actually have a theory on how he figured out where I was that day, but that's a whole other story in itself. This was just so ridiculous. I then went on to ignore him and pretend that it never happened. Then about 10 minutes later, him and all of his friends had completely left the aquatic center. I didn't see James again for the rest of the night. All in all, I know this isn't the most scary story you've probably heard, but all of the stuff he did was just really creepy as hell to me. 
James is one really creepy dude and I hope that when I return to school he's not enrolled in my ballet courses and that he's found another person to fixate on besides me. If I ever see you again, James, I will straight up tell you to leave me the hell alone. And you better just do it. <laughs>